What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the brand new show, brand new project. Unfortunately, my man Murph Dog couldn't be with us. He's feeling a little under the weather. Uh, it's going to be a big loss for this episode, uh, as it's the inaugural episode, but that's all right. We got a pretty freaking good guest uh, for our first ever episode, and it's a Pirates prospect. And it's probably a guy that has been flying under the radar for you, but that's why I bring these guys on so they can tell their stories and you can get interested and, you know, look at what they've done so far. And my guest is Jace Bowen and me and Jace have connected a little while back and we've talked and, you know, gotten to know each other a little bit. And this is kind of my introduction to him. So Jace, uh, just say what's up to the people and how are you feeling, brother? I'm feeling great. It's love to be on. And this is a, Cody's a great guy. And, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, great conversation with him. Great dude. Yeah, I, I appreciate the kind words, man. And, uh, you know, just to kick things off and, you know, just get the ball rolling here. Uh, for the people who don't know Jace Bowen, I, I want you to kind of speak about yourself here. Um, you know, how would people describe you both on and off the field? Um, I'm referred to as my buddies uh, as a guy that has no off switch. So I'm always I'm always go, go, go um who, always, who I've always been um I love to just you know attack everything with the same gusto and uh that's just how I live my life and and uh I got that from my parents and at an early age so I want to continue to do that do continue to do that and uh just have fun with everything yeah I mean that's that's the way to live man uh unfortunately I have no off switch so it makes it very hard to sleep <laughs> sometimes uh but you know that it happens it's all good um you know, and, and I kind of wanted to get into, you know, your influences um, in life, not just with baseball, but with just, you know, what makes you the person you are. So, um, you know, who influenced you the most growing up? And, you know, let's just talk about the people in your life, man. Absolutely. So there's obviously the three people that influenced me the most are my my parents and my brother. Um, they've done so much for me in my life, and I'm so thankful for them. They have sacrificed and and uh, have taught me so much, and and um, it's just awesome. And my brother played all three sports. He's older than me, um, and I always wanted to be like him. Like he was a great role model for me. He played the game the right way, played the game hard, always practiced hard, um, did little things right, and uh, it's just something I wanted to do. Um, we didn't go to the same high school, so unfortunately, like we didn't get to play together or anything. Um, but he was a, he was a great guy. Uh, he worked his tail off. My dad got to coach him and I got to see that relationship and um, everything he did, I did. Uh, and he was the brother that um, always wanted me to be, to do better than he did. So he was always a very selfless guy. And uh, it was something I always learned. And I, I uh, continue to learn from him to this day. He's, he's kicking butt in his job and uh, I'm excited. So uh, he's, he's a, a great dude. Um he taught me so much. He pushed me. He, uh, uh, what, what, what did he like? What's the word I'm looking for here? He, it was tough love. Like he, he made me a tough athlete. Um, him and his buddies to push me around a little bit back in the day and put physical and I, and I love it. And then uh, he did. Um, but yeah, he's a great guy. My parents, they they have, my dad's a guy that always made sure I never slacked or anything. My mom was always, a, so, um, there's a nice little mix of like good cop, bad cop. So I want to change it for the world. Okay, so I have to ask, was there a little bit of a sibling rivalry there? I mean, there had to have been, right? Like, the yeah. little brother always wanted to yeah. outperform the big brother. You know, come on. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We played 
backyard with my dad and he would hit his ground balls and we would have a competition to 10 and um whoever would, whoever would win get the bragging rights the loser had to run around the house and uh he he won a lot but it was uh always fun he always competed in it was a great time Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Um, you know, now jumping to baseball itself, you know, I'm sure you've had a lot of coaches throughout your life and I'm sure your parents were a big influence along with your brother. Um, but what coaches in your life, you know, stood out to you and do you still talk to those coaches and, you know, what was their philosophy, you know, growing up for you? Uh, yeah. One of my earliest coaches uh, from nine to like 14 years, his name is Scott Leonard. Of my travel ball organization, which was the uh, the Hit Dogs, Motor City Hit Dogs, uh, he was great. He always he always was the guy that was super high energy. We would always like we were always loud in the dugout and uh, always had fun. And he always instilled the little things in me, just like have fun, playing the get baseball game, be confident at all times, um, just act like you know you're the best, and and that's how you play. Uh, so he instilled some things. And then growing up, I had a great uh, high school coach, Jeff Malkarik, who. Uh, was a, a great guy too. He, he was did little things right and taught me how to not just be good at baseball, but how to be a man off the field as well. And then um, in pro ball, I really connected with uh, Angel Barroa mm-hmm. and Brady Conlon. Those guys were awesome. And, and Jim Horner, my all my coaches this year were really there for me and helped me through some tough times and um, celebrated the good times. And then uh, Tom Reynolds at home. Uh, so those are the four guys that I go to all the time and I continue to talk to this day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's something that's very underspoken, um, especially with minor league players, is their relationship with their coaches and not just their manager, you know, all the coaches. Um, and, and I think the uh, more minor role coaches don't get a lot of um, notoriety, I, I guess is the word I'm looking for here. So um, are there any of those like, I guess, specialty coaches uh, that you've worked with a lot uh, throughout your life and, you know, who, who would they be? So a guy that I've really bonded with in my time with the Pirates three years is, is Nick Presley. He's our strength coach. Okay. The, the dude is like a strength coach, but a mental coach on one. Like every time that I'd have a, like a, you know, I needed to calm down. I go to him, he talked me off the ledge and um, he was always, he's always been there for me. We talk all the times, whether it's about sports or, or about, uh, you know, NFL football games, fantasy football, um, lifting, stretching, whatever it is, he's always there for me to talk to. He's, he's a great, he's a great, uh, um, just got to bounce ideas off of, like, another players like me, Siani, and, and Dixon refer him as, like, our second, our second dad, just because of the fact that he's always there for us and, and, and gives great advice. So I really had a really good bond with him. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned Josiah Dixon, um, another good friend of mine. I talk to him quite often. Uh, what's he up to, man? I haven't spoke to him a little bit. What's what's Josiah doing? I was back home in California, just chilling, uh, working out. Uh, he he loves California life. You know, like the best food out there and yeah. and uh, the best <laughs> weather. So um, he never rubs in the face that here is like 60 degrees and windy. So it's already starting that fall, winter. Um, <laughs> on, so. But yeah, Josiah, Josiah's in life. He, he's, he's, he's a character. I love that man. Yeah. Josiah, Josiah's really good dude. Um, okay. Now one of the main questions I wanted to get uh, in involving you and involved uh, the mental health aspects and, and mental strength 
um, in general. Uh, that, that's something that's severely undertalked with uh, in professional sports, just because of the stigma uh, that goes around with it. Um, you know, how, how important is that mental health aspect for you day in and day out, uh, not just on the field, but off the field as well? Yeah, honestly, it, it might be the biggest thing um, that needed to change in my pro career from, from the beginning to now, and it's still not even, not even close to where it needs to be, um, is the mental aspect of the game. It's so tough. Like, I, I went from playing 30 games a year to playing 100 games a year, and, like, it's just you have to really, like, try to be mellow throughout this whole season and not ride the waves because it's, you know, I was a football guy at heart, and, like, I would always, like, just want to, like, you know, just get so angry. Um, yeah. so they figure out a way to just calm down and, and, and off the field, like he had a bad game. Like you, you don't go to bed till two, three in the morning, you get home at, at 12 and you're just in your mind, just replaying the day. You're like, dang, like I need to be good tomorrow. Or like, cause you know, this is your job. Like you don't do good, you know, you're out of a job. So, um, right. it's really hard. Uh, but there's some books out there that I've been reading, um, just like mental ways of hitting and, and uh, some David Goggins books and all that, all that, all that kind of stuff. But it's, it's tough. Uh, it's people think people don't really know how hard it is um, just because of the fact that they've ever like really been through it, like especially fans who like, will like chirp you or whatever, but you know, that's part of the game. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. And it, like when you're doing good, you know, it's, you know, it's the best thing ever when you're doing bad. It's like, how do I get doing good? And that's when the pressure comes, but that's just, that's just baseball. And the quicker I figure that out, the better and faster my career will take off. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And there, there have been some strides. Um, I think uh, not only in the mental health aspect, but like the, the underspoken aspects of minor league life, you know, finding housing and, and payments and, and things of that sort, you know, guys that were drafted in, you know, rounds like 11, like you and, uh, you know, later on signing bonuses aren't what uh, first round or right. second round guy is going to be. So, um, you know, with the housing plan that just came out that major league is going to do, it, it's, it, it's a big step in the right direction. And my question to you is, does that kind of take the pressure off um, a little bit, you know, not having to think about things like that? Yeah. My agent sent it to me right away. He's like, dude, this is huge. And I was super pumped because a fourth of my paycheck last year was going to rent. So um, that's a huge thing off our shoulders, you know, like, cause I know I had to scramble around and end up getting really lucky. I actually had the cheapest brand on the team. Um, me and, and I lived with me, Siani and, and head, we were all roommates. And um, we were staying at another pirates who was, who was at the upper levels at Dylan Busby's house. So mm-hmm. he gave us a great, and um, we were very fortunate, but there, there were guys that were paying double what we were just to save for their rent. So uh, I know they had it worst. Um, but it's definitely like a thing that just to take home that extra cash for the off season to find a place to work out and for groceries and, and rent at home is it's going to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people have to eat and athletes are people yeah. and they need day-to-day things. And, and I think people don't, don't realize that. And, and it's a shame, you know, because everyone sees the Bryce Harper contracts and, and the Garrett Cole contracts. It's like, no, these guys are just normal dudes trying to make a living. And like you said, this is a huge step. It's big. Um, And and I appreciate you, you know, talking about that. Not a lot of people would have the strength to even mention the struggles and and I appreciate it. Um, But, but let's get to some more happy things and and let's talk about draft day in 2019, Um, you know, 11th round drafted by the Pittsburgh pirates. 
Um, you know, were there parties? Were there hugging? Were there crying? You know, g- give me the whole atmosphere, man. Yeah, so I woke up that day and um, I was told I was going to go t- earlier, um, but their teams were worried about football and everything like that. So um, I was like kind of bummed out for day two. And so I, I remember having a, a dinner um, at like a local place I like to go to. And uh, actually, I remember during I, I left my house after the fifth round and just I like, went to work out. Like I was so like just frustrated and blow off some steam. And went to dinner that night and my agent called me and goes, Hey dude, like you still want to play? And I'm like, Yeah, absolutely. Like I want to baseball. So uh, he called me, he's like, Yeah, there's some teams that want to take you tomorrow early. Um, I just need an answer, like, you want to do it? I said, Absolutely. I woke up the next day, still unsure, didn't really hear anything. And then the draft is about 20 minutes away. And um, I got a call from the Blue Jays. They're like, hey, dude, we're going to take you with our first pick. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, this, this is going to be awesome. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching in the TV and they announced the person and it was not me. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, that sucks. Um, yeah, and shot to the heart. It just, yeah, it was just me and my dad. Um, he just came home from work on a lunch break. And uh not even not even two minutes go by and I get a call from my agent goes hey the pirates really want you here I'm like okay um and then the pirates my agent or my scout call me he goes hey would you take this I said yeah I would take it he's okay well we're, we're taking you right here I'm like okay and so right when he said that hung up my tv went out so uh-huh. I'm like oh okay so that I didn't see the pick and <laughs> I got a call let's go. I'm like, Oh my gosh. So like I dropped my phone and ran around the house and my dad like hugged and he was really like, crying together. Like all like the hard work and sacrifices just like in that moment was awesome. It was really emotional. And then my mom, we FaceTime my mom, she was at work and um, it was awesome. It was such a, it's such a cool moment. And my brother FaceTime me, he was playing black and yellow in the background, but with Khalifa and <laughs> fired up. So it was such a cool day and a party afterwards um, at my baseball field. So it, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine the elation. And then, you know, reality sets in. It's like, it's time to get to work. So, you know, how quick did that switch go over to be like, okay, I'm drafted, this is fun, but now it's time to go to work. Like, how quickly did that happen for you? Um, Really quickly, honestly, I knew I knew where I got drafted and that I was never going to be the guy that, you know, had an easy way. There really is no easy way, but I knew I was going to have it tougher than others. So I really knew I had to work and grind and um, and uh, just continue just to do what I had to do to, to get where I want to be. So I right, I mean, a couple of days after I was I was already throwing, hitting, just getting ready. Um, and then I signed a week and a half later, and not not even then I was I signed, and then the next morning I was on a plane going to Florida. So um, it, it was there really, really really wasn't really time to like really like take everything in because it was it happened all so fast. Yeah. Um, but I think like, when I got down there, just like seeing other guys and um, it's just like, wow, this is it. Like I'm a professional baseball player. This is my life now. Like this is, this is what I'm doing. So yeah, it wasn't really like, like I was obviously nervous, um, but I was so excited and, and elated to be where I was. Just, I always wanted to do it. And uh, it was awesome. Like I loved every second of it. I had, I'm building some great friendships, friendships that I love and, and some of these guys are my best friends. So um, I'm so happy that I chose what I did and, and that I'm happy that I'm here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, the world gets shut down basically with 2020 and that kind of put a damper 
on a lot of, you know, the 2019 draft picks. Um, it was like, well, what the hell do we do now? You know, right. it, there's no season, uh, you know, there might be no pay. What, what do we do? And then you got to work out. And a lot of the guys that I talked to in 2020, they kind of had like, I don't know how to describe it, like Rocky montage workouts in their garage. Like that's what they had to do. Yep. And, uh, you know, Braxton Ashcraft was one of them. Um, several other guys that I talked to. Uh, so what was it like for you? You know, was it difficult to get in workouts or did you kind of, you know, have some kind of saving grace with that? So, yeah. So actually like my area, um, there's not, there wasn't much at the time. Like I actually spent my whole off season down in Florida, like at Pirate City working out. So like I knew like I back home, I didn't really have much to do. So I stayed down there the entire time and I was there for the big league spring training and I got to like stand in some lives. And since I was only hitter there. And so that was pretty cool. Um, and then we got word that, hey, like, you're going home. I was like, okay. So we went home, and I'm doing, like, workouts in my basement with, like, 20 else. Like, you can't really do anything with that, you know? Right. And right. I'm going to backpack up and, like, with weights, whatever. <laughs> um, so, and then, like, with about, within about a month, like, when it started, things started lighting up, and um, I actually had a, a friend from high school that I was really close with made a home gym. It was like everything you could need. And I was like, dude, this is awesome. So I would drive to his house every day and get like workouts in. He's like, he's a bodybuilder now. So like he knew how to like, it was really cool. Um, so I would go to his house and then uh, there's a, a group of like all my brother's buddies, they played pro ball too. Um, so they're like four years older than me. We all got together and uh, did a live. So there's like pitchers and, and then me and another guy that would hit. And been, like at one point we we're having guys from like Cincinnati come go and Detroit come down. So there's like a group of like 15 pro guys. And like once a week we would all get together and we would just do live events. So I really got to like learn. These guys were all older. So like I, I got to learn how they pitched and, and why they threw what they threw. And I got to learn from the hitters and, and just kind of talk to everybody. So um, that was honestly like, it was like a blessing in disguise. It's exactly what I needed. Um, yeah. And I was lucky enough to get invited to instructs and had a really strong instructs. Um, Cause I think I saw the live bass the whole time and uh, it was awesome. So it ended up, ended up being worthwhile and not a complete waste of time. Yeah. Yeah. That, that seems to be, uh, you know, the buzzword with the guys that I've talked to is a blessing in disguise. And, and that's kind of weird to hear because, you know, the world was shut down. How the hell can you say it's a blessing in disguise? Right. And, and then, you know, you get to hear their stories and it's like, Oh, okay. Light bulb click bam right there okay I see it um but then you know 2021 comes and and things start to open up a little bit and you know there's actually a minor league season and minor league spring training and things of that sort so you know obviously you came into 2021 uh on fire the season you started on fire man and and people were seeing it and enjoying it and things of that sort so how did that you know first little bit feel for you just to have real games back oh it was awesome you know like the GCL, you get no fans. All I wanted to do was play baseball in front of fans and sign autographs for fans. Um, so that was so cool to finally get to do that. And I just knew, like, from the beginning, we had such a good group of young guys who were still raw and, like, have, yeah, haven't played in two years, but we were all, like, really good athletes. We were like, hey, like, we have something, like, that could be good here. And everybody was super cool. Everybody like, meshed well. Um, and playing with them every day was a, just a blast. Like, I loved it. It was so fun. And um, getting to know each other so it was something that was a long time coming and it's obviously like with COVID, it, it made you take, like you, it made you like not take baseball for granted. 
it could be taken away so quick. It made you realize that. Um, yeah. So it was just easy just, you know, just to like really just have fun again. Like just take that, that weight off your shoulders um, from the, from the previous year. So that was like the first month was just like straight fun. So it was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, towards the, I guess the middle of the season, you hit, you hit a slump. It's, it's no secret. You, you hit a pretty big slump and uh, you know, that's kind of when we connected and we started to talk a little more and, and you delved into, you know, the things that you struggle with, things you were working on. Um, and, you know, I, I was happy that, you know, you trusted me enough to, to talk to me about this. But, you know, if, if you feel comfortable, I would like for you to talk about, you know, what exactly you worked on and, and what was the problem and, you know, how do you feel going into 2022? Absolutely. So during the slump, it was just like, everything went wrong. Like I hit the ball hard, it'd be an out. I hit the ball soft, it'd be an out. Um, so it just sucked. And I was like, I don't know like what I'm doing here. And I was trying so many things. I was watching so much video and I think, and, and then I got with Baroa and that's where me and Baroa's relationship started like, to bloom. Um, he's like, dude, like you're just overanalyzing everything. Like just trust what you have, trust what you're doing. We're going to get back to it. Like what works at the beginning of the year. And that was just being comfortable. Um, and I wasn't comfortable at the time. I was just trying whatever would work to just get just to get a hit. You know, just I just want to hit. And um, and then I called uh, Johnny Tucker. He's our hitting leader, and I'm like, hey, like Tucker, like, we worked spring training. What what I did, do I need to do to get out of this? And once I started calming down, and uh, the mental part, and just being confident, and swinging the right pitches, and being selective. Um, and I went through a, a four week, a month. Me and Bro, I said, hey, dude, just take the first pitch. So a full month, I took the first pitch every single bat. And, you know, sometimes there were fastballs in the middle. Sometimes there were curveballs in the dirt. But I didn't really care. Like, I knew I was working on something. Yeah. And it gave me just, like, um, for the rest of the bat. And I, I, it would be a fastball in the middle. I'm like, hey, let's go. Like, I'm ready. Like, I saw that. Like, let's do it again. And uh, it, it just started clicking, clicking, clicking. And I, I just started doing better. And, like, just that confidence level and – Knowing that that's the lowest I can get, I'm like, man, like, who cares? Let's just keep going up. So yeah. it was just, just going, and it was just so fun. And, and I got back to what I was doing and uh, started catching some strides. And um, now I really need, need to work on. Like, I know, like, that moment with me and Broa, what to do in the cage, just to get back to that. And that was, you know, staying my legs, just working on a low tee and um, trying to elevate the ball um and just you know staying smooth and nice and easy so it was just like the easiest fix like that's why i love bro because he's just like an old style like keep it simple stupid um so i i love that moment and i'm so excited for the office like i'm going down to the to dominican on sunday um yeah. for instructs there and i'm fired up for it. like this is another opportunity to get better and continue to find my swing and um and, and see live pitching so I'm, I'm fired up yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and I'm excited for you. Um, we didn't talk about your defense yet. And, and that's something that I think is a little underrated in your game. Um, you know, watching the games in Bradenton, uh, you were very smooth at second base. That was the one thing I was very impressed with. Um, and then we saw you move to the outfield um, a little bit there. Um, how do you feel in the outfield? Are you comfortable? Is that something you're going to stick with, you know, or are you just going to be versatile? Um, yeah, I think I want to do both. Honestly, I, I got drafted as an outfielder, um, but I didn't start playing outfield until I was like 17. Um, I've always been like a shortstop in high school or 
um, second baseman, third baseman, really whatever, whatever it was. And uh, I think outfield translates a lot to football. It's just like go catch the ball, just be athletic. Yeah. And I really enjoy I really enjoy center field. It's just like there's just so much space. I feel like I can cover. Um, and it's it's just a blast. Like I feel like my my favorite thing to do is just to get up on the gap and just go run it down. Like I love doing that. Um, but I also love the infield because I like to talk. So I like to, hey, Escoto, hey, Lopez, like in some in Spanish, you know, because um, it's fun. Like I love I love just having the ability to just be in the lineup. That's all I want to do. I want to play every day. Um, that's yeah. the kind of mentality I have. And I don't believe in off days. Like I just I get I get mad when I, there's an off day for me. Um, and everybody make fun of me, like, dude, like just relax. It's an off day. But I, <laughs> I um, I just want to be in the lineup. And whatever wherever it helps me to be in the lineup is what I want to do. So going forward, I know they mentioned just playing both and and uh, and continuing to um, just be versatile. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and and there's a lot of versatile guys that I see. You know, Ben Charrington brought in, um, and the previous regime brought in. Um, and Andy Rodriguez is one that sticks out to me. Uh, catcher could play in the outfield. The dude's an athletic freak. Um, yep. And, and I think that entire Bradenton lineup is filled with athletes, um, you know, and you guys ultimately won the championship and, and that has to feel, uh, I can't even describe the words that you probably felt. So how did it feel, man? Like, can you put it into words for us? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we were all year, we just had that goal in mind. Like we were just always, it felt like chasing Tampa, like chasing Tampa. Yeah. And we've loved them because like we wanted to play the best teams. And um it was just so awesome. Just like we, we grew a hate for the Yankees. Like it's just the Yankees. <laughs> and um just all of our guys, you know, we're all young, we're all full of energy. Uh and we just wanted to win. And game one was I think that testament. Like we were down all game and then the ninth thing we you, you see hit, walk, walk, hit, walk, and we're like, Oh my gosh, and we walked it off on a walk off walk by Goody. Um, and we're like, dude, like right when that right when that runs for like it's over, like we're winning the series. And the next day we came out swinging. Um, and then the, the championship game, we started off a little slow, like got down a couple of home runs by them, and we just stuck the course. And um, I think the seventh inning, I think we scored like five runs. We're like, man, like let's go. This thing, this thing is over. And like you start your chest, and you're like your stomach start getting butterflies, and, and you know, like I have Hudson on my on my left and Jack on my right. And uh, we're just like, what out? Let's go! Like, like we had to like celebrate, give each other a hug, we get to dog pile, whatever. And right when we got there, like we all like the final out, we threw our glove, we all hugged, like, you know, like the year's done. We get to go home, like, and we just won. We won the league. Um, so it was so cool. We're just embracing, and then the champagne shower was awesome. Like, I literally just turned twenty one a couple of days before, so like, I finally like my first. Like, I never drank before. It's so my first time ever drinking. Was with all my best friends celebrating a win so it was just awesome like it's such a good time i had so oh it was awesome i faced on my parents and like let's go we won we did the bottle of champagne in my hand so it was cool <laughs> best most fun i've had me. yeah yeah i can imagine man and and you know a championship at any level is a championship and and you know like you said first time playing in what two years so yep. to have to have that kind of validation um, you know, for all the hard work that you put in, it, it has to be huge for your confidence and, and for you going forward, uh, along with the rest of the team. 
Um, and, and I think one of the guys that I think no one really talked about a lot was your, your, your skip man, John, John Johnston. I mean, the, the dude put together a, a pretty damn good lineup every day. Um, the pitching staff responded, the, the batters responded, the defense responded. Um, you know, what all did he do to get you guys motivated? You know, it, it, he, was there something in the water? You know, what was going on? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, JJ was, was like really good throughout, like just kind of keeping like everybody like just chilled and um, we started having hitters meetings at the end. And, and I think it was like, uh, like three weeks ago, he were sent us our schedule for the next day. And at the bottom, it would say magic number and like would like equal out. So we, we were excited for that, but uh, we knew what, we knew the expectation with him. Um, we knew what it was. We knew that if you weren't going to play hard or you're going to sit, um, and I feel like that's what everybody wanted to do. We wanted to play hard and we wanted to win. Um, and JJ is a guy who wants to win. And, uh, I think everybody knew that and, and still did in us. So, um, every single day he's always there and he's there early. First one there, last one to leave. Um, so it really showed his character and his work ethic and how bad he wants to continue to, to develop too, cause he's developing. Um, so it's, he, he was great. It was great. He had a lot of fun. I know it was his first year. I remember. I remember uh, his first win, we got the ball for him. And now he has, now he had a freaking championship. So, um, so cool for him. And, and throughout the season too, like he, he had to deal with a newborn baby and um, two kids at home already that are young. So having to balance that and, and still come out every single day was, was, was fantastic. Props to him and he did a great job with us. And uh, I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Um, I have two more questions for you. And again, I appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, the, the one question I have deals with your pitching staff uh, at Bradenton. Uh, you got to see them every day in practice and, you know, they pitched against you. Um, and, and the one pitcher that always stood out was Florencio. You know, he, he was lights out all year and Santiago Flores was uh, for you guys. And then he moved up to Greensboro. Um, you know, what was it with that pitching staff that you know, just seemed to put everything together. You know, you had Hoffman uh, and Eddie Yeen and, and guys of that sort actually, you know, put together decent seasons, uh, even if they struggled a little bit, you know. So what was it with that pitching staff that just seemed so you know, damn good? They had they had a swagger to them. You know, they they were different. Like when they took everything so seriously, you know, they had um, bullpens uh, once a week. And I, I, you know, I'd watch their bullpens. I'm like, man, these guys, are, this is like they're throwing in a game. So they were, they were getting game reps. I know Nieve was a great job, did a great job for them um, as a, as a previous big leaguer. I mean, I know Florencio just battled and competed. And um, it's, it's like, I remember first seeing French. I'm like, gosh, this dude's a giant. I'm like, there's no way he's 19, but he freaking was a beast this year. I was so happy for him. I'm so proud of him. Um, Jared just has disgusting stuff. It's like, I'm in center field. I'm like, yeah, I know this is going to be three strikeouts. So it, he's hopping to great. Nick Garcia really found himself in the end of the year. Um, like, I think the best he threw was his inning um, in the playoffs. Like, it was disgusting. 95 with gross slider, um, really good changeup. Like, he was just on – and he's at that spin rate. So, he was awesome. And I felt like – I was, like, nervous because um, every time somebody was doing good, I'm like, man, we're going to lose him to Greensboro. Like, I, I want to have some guys here still. So, like, obviously, you don't, you don't want to see him go, but you're so happy that they leave. And I think a guy that really impressed me this year um, that I was super, super happy for was Mateo because in the beginning of the year, he struggled and then he found himself. And that dude was like, we had a lead in the eighth. We're, we're winning. 
because that dude was going to come in through a hundred mile an hour with disgusting curveball and like, yeah, it's over. So I was super happy that he found it. He, he's, he's the guy that people need to start paying attention to because he's good. Bro. He's really good. Yeah. I mean, if you're throwing gas hundred miles an hour and it looks so effortless for him. And, and the one thing yeah. that I think everyone talked about, including myself was he needed to find accuracy. He needed to find control. That was his big issue. And it seemed like towards the end Absolutely. there, it was okay. He has some control now and his velocity hasn't dipped. Maybe he found himself. Maybe he got contact. Something happened. Oh. <laughs> and he figured it out and i'm yeah. glad you pointed him out because he's severely yeah. underrated yeah 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 he dude he is I, I was just talking to guys like when he would be pitching like this guy's gross like, i, I don't even want to face him um but i remember <laughs> this guy he was like coming off like a rehab and against lakeland and he goes yeah i'm gonna go out there it's like 92 just like 80 percent his first pitch i look back 99 i'm like what happened to your 80% dude? Like he just has an electric arm and he's good. Like that guy, that guy's good. And, and I love to see it for him. And I was ha- super happy for him. And um, I know we all were super confident when he went in late in the game, late in the year. So. And, and the last question I have for you, man, it's going to be a, a fun one, a one that just makes you think about food. Um, and I always ask, I always ask my guys this at the end and I got to know hometown, favorite food if i travel to your hometown man i need some good down home cooking like where can i go gosh there's so many good places oh uh, there's this place called uh um, rosie's it's an italian place and that seems like once a month on a friday me and my parents and their friends go and we just get this really good italian food it's, it's phenomenal and there's there's this place too it's called uh balance it's like a pan asian and they just have unreal spicy tacos i'm a big taco guy so that's unreal so so where where are you from uh i'm from pittsburgh man i'm, I'm homegrown pittsburgh I'm, I'm i was just in altoona so my girlfriend lives um but they have i went to a place called the ouija's okay you ever had it uh i so have right, not like, but i've had mama rendazzo's Okay, this this Luigi's was like incredible. There's like pictures of Palomalu and Batista on the wall and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's a place you got to check out. It's in, it's in Indiana, Pennsylvania, um, but it was un unreal. That's awesome, man. That's awesome, and I I can't thank you enough. I know, like I said, I know it's been a while, uh, and, and we've been you know we couldn't get together for one reason or another, and you have been. Uh, I, you've exceeded expectations for me. It, it's been a pleasure. Um, you're one hell of a guy, and I, I hope our relationship continues to grow and blossom, yep. just like your your career. Um, me and my buddy were talking, and you kind of remind us of Adam Frazier when he was young. Oh, and, that's, that's like, yeah, and you know, I, I I hope you exceed Adam Frazier because I I just got a feeling about you, man. And I don't say that about everybody, you know. Um, sad truth is not everyone pans out, but you, I think you are. Um, and like I said, I can't thank you enough. And yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm a loss for words, brother. Well, I love, it. I love your Instagram or your Twitter page and Instagram. It's just full of positivity and that's what this world needs more of. So I love looking at your tweets. 
Hey man, I appreciate it. <laughs> Not a lot of people like my yep. Twitter account. It's it's uh that's new. That's new. <laughs> but yeah, um love it. Look look forward to it. Yeah, I, I look forward to it too, brother. And um, you know, that's gonna do it, folks. I, I, I really hope you appreciated this brand new episode on this brand new podcast. And yeah, it, bigger and better things to come uh for everyone participating in this show right now even murph dog who's sick shout out to murph dog i hope he gets better got a stomach bug it looks like um he'll be back soon i promise yeah it sucks but yeah but guys that's gonna do it uh yeah we love you and uh we'll talk soon